Welcome to After the Show, your weekly movie podcast brought to you by A Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon. Welcome to After the Show. Welcome to Sid Talk. How are you? I'm good. Did you turn on the neck? I did, yes. <laughs> I'm good at all this stuff. <laughs> so we're, te- we're testing some wireless little microphones. Wireless lavalier microphones. Lavalier. So that's the before the after the show. Super exciting. Me playing The Sims and you dawdling with the audio. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. It's super exciting. Drinking some tea. Drinking some tea and some popcorn. Yes. So me, um, d- me pre-discussing this movie and the an idea in this movie that really gets me fired up. So let's go. Pre-discussion. <laughs> the pre-pre-pre. Before the before the before the after the show discussion. Yes. So let's get on with After the Show, Sid Talk, the movie review podcast that is brought to you every week from me and you. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Saturday, February the 10th. This is After the Show number 825. We look at a new movie every week, and this week we're looking at the movie The Royal Hotel. It's a 2023 movie out now on streaming services, rated R from our friends at Neon. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of the movie The Royal Hotel. Two young women on what appears to be a vacation take a job in a bar to make some extra cash, and it's fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) There's your F word for the day. I'll give you the one off the box. I'll give you the one off the box. Backpackers Hannah and Liv take a job in a remote Australian pub for some extra cash and are confronted with a bunch of unruly locals and a situation that rapidly leaps out of their control. So that is the uh, synopsis of The Royal Hotel. So, Sidta, what did you think of The Royal Hotel? The movie, I enjoy very much. I think it was well-made, looked good. Everybody was really good because I hated most of the people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, it brought up so many things. It's actually, you know, just one of those prickly, it opened up all my raw nerves about a subject that a lot of people will roll their eyes about. But I'm just going to put it out there that, I'm a 56-year-old woman, and all my life, I've been taught to put up with men and their bullshit all my life. And that would have gone on way before I was ever born. And this movie crystallizes it perfectly that you are supposed to accept bad behaviors. Now, let me have a little caveat here, I guess. I love you, and you're a man, and I love other men in my life. In general, I won't do the swath of all men are terrible. But I'm telling you now, (laughs) let me tell you how it is. I've lived around a lot of men. This movie represents every type of man that I have. I've known every type of man in this movie. And they're awful. Like, they're skin-crawling awful. But here's the deal. You felt the same way. Yeah, mostly this movie is really anxiety-inducing. Absolute anxiety the entire time. And Ruth, I mean, I'm going to call her Ruth, but that wasn't her name. Hannah, who is Ruth from the Ozarks, <laughs> she's the canary in the cave. She's the one saying, this is, this is awful, right? This is awful. I am scared. I feel weak. I feel intimidated. And like no one is listening because everyone's just wallowing in this. And I mean, you can tell them. We haven't really explained what the movie's about, but I'm just going on my little. I'll explain. Okay. All right. So these two young women are on a backpacking holiday. They need to make some money. They get a job in this Australian pub. It's literally in the outback. 
not near anything, right? We uh, learn that the nearest hospital, in quotes, is three hours away. Right. So it's really remote. And it happens to be a mining town full of men who are mining for gold. So they become the bartenders there temporarily. And the place is, I would call it a snake pit, literally in this movie. They actually have snakes in this movie to represent it, I think. Right? I agree. It's just toxic masculinity bar that they're working in. Aye. And it's all gross and everybody's <laughs> gross. I even think the women customers are gross here. I agree. Yeah. Like, I agree. It ain't just the men who are great. Anybody I mean, your who, friend to me is very disappointing and like, ooh, there are women like this who just accept all this shit. I mean, there are because I've known them. So their women are equally awful, but in different ways. And when we get to this bar, we see the other two girls. There was two British girls who worked there before these two. When she looks at a friend and says, oh, that'll be us in a, in a few months. What were these two girls doing? The They're British just girls. staying drunk. Just being drunk and dancing on the bar and... Like they sort of leaned into the whole thing. And what's awful, if you want to know, you want to hear my voice tell you what's awful is, we represent various types of men behavior, right? So one dude is just scary and awful and threatening and bullies everyone. And everyone's on tiptoe around, even the people that we already meet know that Dolly is bad news because... They want you to immediately give him a beer. Don't cross Dolly. Don't talk bad to Dolly, right? You're like you, you understand this immediately because he's unhinged and scary. And then you've got the guy who's like, he's cute and he's trying to be like charming. But he's also really filthy with like entitlement. Like when she starts to kiss him and then he's like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to screw you now. And she's like, no. And he's like insistent. But he plays it in that innocent, like, oh, but look how cute I am kind of way. And you're supposed to just give in to him, right? Which right. is equally awful. Then you have other men who are the guy who's like kind of gets sort of intense and he's kind of shy. And then he kind of professes that he'd like to take her on a date. And she's like, no, thank you. And then he sort of retaliates by being overly protective and overly like, but you're my woman, so I'm going to save you. But it's really right. creepy. One thing that I That's really Hugo, took, who's totally drunk and uh, abusive, hateful. One thing I really took from this movie is how I was trying to navigate the people in the room, you know, like, mm -hmm. like these two ladies were. And I was thinking how even in real life, it's very difficult to tell who are the good people and who are the bad people. Exactly. Exactly. Because the way some of these men present themselves seems, oh, he seems kind of sweet. Maybe he's all right. Like, but then maybe he isn't. Maybe he's an absolute monster. Yeah. Then you, you get to the heart of it and it's like, oh. Yeah. And then there are some who, pre who present themselves as kind of like a monster. But you don't know, do you? Like, you, you really don't know. Don't know. So uh, I was having a hard time with the, is that guy okay? Is she okay to talk to that one? But don't talk to that one. But is that just my idea of people? Like, do I think he's bad and he's good? when it's actually flipped around, you know? Mm, right. So I was having a hard time, like, um, trying to... But then the snakes in the bar, something... Is it some Australian thing? They put snakes in bottles of alcohol? I don't know about Australia I don't overall, even know but... what that... She, <laughs> she said, didn't she, is this Australian? Oh, she said, it's fine that they do that. It's an Australian thing. No, she's like, that's just what they do here. Because right. they live out in the desert area and there's snakes everywhere and, you know. 
but there are snakes in bottles of alcohol behind the bar, which I took to thinking representing these snakes, snaky men all over the place. So it feels, yeah. yeah. All of them. And there are other types of men also. The drunk capless owner, the, the guy at the end of the bar who's just sort of like, yep, this is how it is. Just deal with it and not protective or interested in anyone's safety or security or like, and you said it too, the women at the bar are, they've just, they're just wallowing in it and they're accepting it and it's, they're awful as well. It's just a world of people that made me have very bad feelings in my stomach. Then there's even the guy who delivers the produce to the place. And there's a bit of racism, undertone stuff there going on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all horrible, like every single. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and every moment of it. I think it's pretty effective as a movie because I just felt I wanted them out of there. And it was like a horror film, but it wasn't a horror film. Yeah, I was waiting because I, I knew nothing about this whatsoever, right? So I don't know if it is leading up to horror or weirdness or if all of a sudden all these young women go missing. I had no idea. So my thought was, okay, either Ruth slash Hannah is going to go crazy and start murdering these dudes upstairs, or her friend's going to go missing and she's going to have to go find her. I just felt like something terrible is yeah. going to happen. Though I would say the first 40 minutes, it's almost presented to you like a horror film. Like you're kind of familiar. You're like, oh, some girls backpacking. Oh, here's this place. Oh, it doesn't seem nice. So probably murder and bloodshed is about to happen, but <laughs> it's almost presented to you in that way. And then it's not really that while there is a bit of violence, it's more icky than icky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is a very, I mean, it's sort of like icky on steroids. It's a horror film, but in a different context, the horror is men. These men. <laughs> These particular men, yeah. Even I'm trying to be nice about it, but And it's yeah. scary. Like, there's some scary imagery, like where she opens the bedroom door where they're living, and there's a customer, man, just walking in the hallway like a zombie. Yeah. Like, he isn't like a zombie. He's drunk. But he's just, what is he doing? Is he prowling? He's, yep. Yeah, like looking for some women. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's scary. And and then she goes and shuts the door, and, and I was like, well, there's nothing you can do if this man decides he wants in. So it's terrifying. And Absolutely terrifying, yes. That's pretty much what the whole movie is. It's just, there are men, they're the monsters, they're the zombies, they're the werewolves, whatever they're supposed to be. They're the scary part of the movie. The unpredictability of it, the opening scene where they first get there and they work their first night in the bar, and it's really, really loud. And you can't really hear what anybody's saying, and it gives you anxiety. That part, I, I was like, ugh. And they also contrast that with, at the beginning of the movie, they're in a nice nightclub on a yacht kind of thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a party boat. But they contrasted it. Yeah. Even in this nice nightclub, it's really loud with the music. There are men doing predatory things, right? Trying to get with the women. It felt like it, yes. Moved to this disgusting pub in Australia. It's the same thing. Loud music, men trying to be predatory. And awful. They call her the C word. Even as far as the girls being bartending, they don't, they're not respectful to them. I think what we're explaining here, just uh, like repetitively, is exactly the feeling you get that there is no escape from the expectation that you're supposed to accept this behavior. All the different behaviors are awful, oppressive 
suffocating, dangerous, all of it. And you're just supposed to, like, she seems to be the one who's like kind of stuck up or prudish and they call her terrible names like that. She's sour and stuff because she's not going along with it. And that's what this movie does beautifully. And if anyone's opposed to exploring these ideas, they're going to feel very insulted, right? They're going to be like, oh, this is anti-man. No, this is anti-bad man behavior. And you feel it constantly. And it's not like, to me, it wasn't like cartoonish or anything. It was like real. Yeah, it just seemed realistic. Gutturally real. You know the part where the owners of the bar, they weren't there anymore, and these two were left to run the place? That part, it felt like it was getting out of control. Like, how the hell are you supposed to contain what's happening here if you're in charge of it? It's a crazy film. I mean, it isn't, though, is it? It's just a slice of life type thing. Yeah, and I'm going to predict what some of the reviews are. There's definitely going to be somebody who says it doesn't (laughs) really go anywhere or nothing happens, right? Yeah. Yes, stuff happens. It's not like nothing happens anyway, is it? It's actually got a story front to back. Yeah, it's constantly something happening, but it's all very internal. And a lot of people don't like that. It's more of a, you know, something like American Honey, where you're just following some people. Absolutely. Seeing stuff happen and then it ends. This is how this movie kind of is. It's not a tidy little Hollywoody type movie that's all wrapped up. Even though the ending kind of is. Kind of, sort of, but not really. Yeah. So her one friend, her friend, her only friend there says, I'm trying to get away from everything that was terrible back home. We don't know what that is. So then if we're going to spoil the end, well, the end is a bit dramatic. And then you wonder like, oh, what were they getting away from? Right? Uh, Oh, in their life. You know what I'm saying? Did they do something similar? And then they got away and she has no money. They ran out of money. You know what I mean? They're sort of on the. What you mean? Did they run into something similar before this? Or just they're, they've just been done bad things and that's why they're out and about. And then we end with them doing something that's not. We both wanted them to do it because <laughs> right. it was awful, but. It seemed like the correct thing to do at that time. Agree. Agree. Yeah. But did they do something like that before? So you don't know. None of that is um, answered for you. No. So let's get on to the cast. Julia Garner plays Hannah. She's Ruth from Ozark to me, always. What did you think? Always, always Ruth. Oh, she's really good. She's just, I just could watch her for hours. She's subtle, right? Because there are times when she's just looking and like the squint of one eye or like the intensity of her face and her shoulders kind of drop and you know exactly what she's thinking. So I just, I loved watching her. Yeah, she is very good. She's a good well, she's good at acting when she's not saying anything even. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the, what I was saying. The yeah. time she's just kind of got a look on her face and you're like, oh, yeah, I get everything about what she's going through it, which is interesting. Jessica Henwick from Iron Fist plays Liv. What she's really think? good, too. I like her. Oh, she was also in, uh, I was thinking what else she was in that we watched. It was Knives Out 2. Remember that one? Yeah. She's also really good. And the character of Liv, I'm not into as much as Jessica playing her. Because Liv's kind of, I don't know, she's a bit too... Accepting? Yes. Yes. They're fine, they're fine, you know that. And yes, they would be somebody like that, wouldn't they? Oh, always. There's yeah. always the woman who's like... this like, is fine. It just, you're just, because they've bought into the bullshit that you just accept the behavior and we're just having a good time and whatever's on her mind from home is so much worse to her than this. That's why it makes me wonder what the hell was going on over there, right? Yeah. Back home. But 
yeah, she is the, I just want to melt into this world, like just lighten up, basically. Yeah, just let's do this for a few months and then we'll be done. Yeah. Whatever's happening, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, we'll just yeah. do it. Yeah. It's terrifying. We've got Herbert Nordstrom as Torsten. He's a friend they meet on the boat at the beginning. I mean, he was good. Uh, no. I mean, it was kind of boring. Unfortunately, yeah. sorry, guy, but <laughs> you're just the party guy. And then, like, how the hell did she even have his number to call him? That she was took weird. his number, probably. I understand, but we didn't see anything. He just shows up in this rare remote place that we've established. There's barely any phone service. There's no internet. They had it's, to come on a, co on a it's bus. six hours from a city, and all of a sudden, the guy she met on the boat is showing up. So that wasn't very well explained, but you just kind of have to go with it, I guess. Hugo Weaving, who you'll know as Agent Smith from The Matrix, plays Billy. He's also he, an elf king, right? Yeah, he is. He's the owner of the bar, and I thought he was exceptionally good. Very good, like a drunken, lost, you know? He's got money troubles. Yeah. Is he gambling or something? I couldn't really tell, but... No. He's doing something with the money that involves not giving it to people he's supposed to. Right. He's not, he hasn't paid the food guy. He's not paying these young women. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he is an absolute, complete broken loser. Yes. And then we've got Ursula Jovich as Carol. Carol's his woman. Who? Is it his wife? Is it? His... I don't think so. No. But she's no nonsense, Carol. She takes no bullshit. She, somebody said in the background, she only comes around every once in a while. So she cooks in the kitchen. She puts up with his bullshit, but she wants him to stop drinking and he won't. But whenever he passes out and falls down, she's always like, oh, no, you know, she's she cares about him. There's another female behavior that it's like she appears to not take any crap. But ultimately, it's like, oh, this poor guy, I love him. I need to take care of him. Yeah. I mean, I'm just telling you now, I'm not that. <laughs> just letting you know, I learned from my father, who was alcoholic, hateful, angry, racist, misogynistic, abusive behaviors. I learned that being a dude who insists that you put up with their bullshit is not acceptable. And I'm not one of the, I don't bend on that. That's not a thing. So that's probably why I'm more tuned into these things. I'm not a bullshit type of dude. You are not a bullshit. You are married. <laughs> you're like, you're the opposite because you are, here's the thing that solves the problem, right? Your ego isn't bigger than what I think in that like mine or like a natural ego is. You don't have any insecurities that need to be. You don't whine and bitch and moan and complain and, and be like all self-pity about, well, I guess I'm just a loser or like you have none of that. And that's what my father was, sadly. I mean, we made amends in the end before he died, but I understood that brokenness inside, the pity, pity person that brings out a lot of these behaviors. You just don't have that. You're just like, I'm me. I'll deal with my own shit. And I just want to live life and be happy. And all what that turns into is just a, a respectful, even keel. You know what I mean? That's just who you are. That's probably why I've been drawn to you and married to you for 24 years. Because <laughs> I'm easygoing. Well, not that easygoing, but like you don't have anything to prove and no one has to prove anything to you. Right. And I find this is, in all of these characters, that's the deal, right? The fun-loving guy just wants to have, you know, wants to get, be able to, like, get in your pants and have a drink and go sit by the pool and all that shit and have a good time. And if you don't go along with it, then you're a problem. 
the guy who's like a menacing, hateful, violent guy, I mean, appears to be, wants you just to just to kiss his ass constantly. And if you don't, it's not going to be all right. The drunken guy wants to just don't give him any shit. Just do exactly what he tells you to do. You know, the Hugo guy. Yeah. And don't cause him any reason to have to act like a grown up or take any responsibility because then you're a problem, right? That's what that insecurity and the brokenness inside all comes from. You don't have that. So I didn't see anyone in this movie. There was no person represented in this movie who was like you. <laughs> well, there was no like reasonable Sadly. people, really. I mean, Ruth slash Hannah, she's the reasonable one. Yeah. And yet she gets insulted for it. Yeah. So we've also got Daniel Henshaw as Dolly. Now, Dolly is a nightmare. Oh, uh, yeah. Appears he, to be. I mean, not just appears to be. That where he's given a shit behind the bar. Oh, and, God, yeah. And then some regular people come in on their anniversary. And he, oh, yeah. They're just there to drink, and he's just like yelling the C word at them and being just a total knob. Right? But see, I have seen my father in my life do that. To where everyone in the room, strangers, everybody, like, cowers, and they're like, okay, well, if we just keep him happy and don't upset him too much, right. then we all, we'll all be fine. So everybody just keep your cool. And that was portrayed perfectly in this movie because she's really on edge. She's trying to protect these customers to a degree, like, but it's really hard. It's impossible, right? So I felt yeah. like if I'm getting that vibe, I think that was done very well. We've got James Freshville as Teeth. Now, he's a guy I was like, is he all right? Is he like the one that's decent out of all these people? Right. Turns out, no, he's not. Yeah, Especially he's... that end sequence where he, okay, he did some stuff, but then... He thinks yeah. because he defends her. That's fine. Now you now should be my woman. He's entitled to you to feel like, oh, what a nice guy. Yeah. Ugh, fuck that. It's so gross, too. And again. It's just like, wow, this, whoever, the lady and the dude who wrote it, they just nailed every single thing. And Toby Wallace is Matty. He's the, another one where you're like, is he okay? Is this the guy who's the all right guy out of all these right, people? Right, the party guy. Yeah. He seems just like a guy, just wants to have some fun, but does but he? Ult no, ultimately he's there to defend the bad actors, the bad guys, yes. and to go along with them and to... Not be a shield or anything, but like deflect. Like, hey, let's just have a good time. Come on, everybody. Yeah. You know, he's that guy. This is directed by Kitty Green. She also directed The Assistant, which is another movie, movie with Julia Garner. Not seen that one yet, but what do you think of uh, this one? Directing. I thought it actually looked really good. Yeah, it looked gorgeous. I yeah. mean, and the set's very like ordinary. I mean, not ordinary as in not well done. Ordinary, as in sort of a broken down bar with a lot of shit sitting around. It's kind of gross, right? Filthy-ish. Yes. The building is kind of, uh, the pool is empty and it's just like a circle of rocks that the pool is. I mean, it's all very mundane and yet it's beautiful <laughs> because of cinematography. So I don't know if that's directing, but that would be part of it. And getting these performances out of people. I think is a key that you have to look for in a good director. And I think it was awesome. And this lady, Kitty Green, she saw a documentary called Hotel Cool Gardy, which is actually almost the same story as this movie, yeah. but it's a documentary, a real life. It's actually what happens in this movie mostly is kind of based on 
a totally real thing. Right. Which is pretty interesting. I didn't know that until after the movie had finished. So IMDB reviews, what are those? Those are where some people are going to come and say this movie is woke, it's anti-man, it's anti-masculinity, it's a waste of time, nothing happens. Am I right? Am I right? Probably. <laughs> Let me see. So the one-star reviews, there are 11 one-star reviews. I'll read three of them. This one says, nothing happens and then it ends. <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> I went to see this movie because I like Julia Garner from Ozark and it said it was a thriller. Unfortunately, it's not a thriller. It's a lie. Don't go and see this movie. You won't be able to get your 90 minutes back. Classic. Classic. It's a classic. Second one says, please avoid this trash. You just know something bad is going to happen as they tell you that in the movie description. Uh, no, they don't. It's called The Royal Hotel. Oh, in the description. They keep feeding you this throughout the entire movie. Then nothing happens. Nobody does anything bad at all. What the hell? What the hell? And with five minutes left, you literally don't care because there is nothing. And the third one says, the marketing sells this movie as things it is not. I think it's a feminist thriller, and it sucks. A feminist thriller? Basically, all these one-star people say that it's a yawn fest, nothing happens, it's a waste of the time, and I live in Australia and pubs are not like this. Um, there are going to be some, and they're going to be everywhere in the whole world. So this is not an Australian thing. But it might put you off uh, pubs in the outback of Australia. You might be thinking to yourself, hmm. I mean, you'd be kind of dumb if you thought that. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie after all. It's not like proclaiming. Just like I said, not all men behave these ways. These are just a lot of men behaviors in the world that are represented very well in this, in this uh, fictional representation. So let's give the Royal Hotel a score. I am going to give the Royal Hotel an 8 out of 10. Mm. And I'm going uh, to go with 7.5. All right, I don't give it no 0.5s, <laughs> so I have to give it an 8. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it made me really anxious, and I don't know, some people would be like, why would you want to feel like that for 90 minutes? Well, I didn't ask to feel like that, but the, if it does something to you, then it's a good movie, right? I think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like... If it can pull something out, like you're like, oh, this is, even when things aren't bad aren't happening, you're just in your mind going, something really bad can happen any second here. <laughs> and if you're reacting that way, then the portrayal of the people, the writing of the dialogue, the setting, the pace of it, everything is just right because you're actually like feeling it. You know, I, that's how I, uh, but then the one star people, they don't agree. Like it feels a bit like a pressure cooker. Oh yeah. You? Pressure yeah. cooker. So thank you to Neon. Next week, we're looking at the movie ISS. Have you heard of this movie? No. I.S.S. .S. It's that one. You mean like the International Space Correct. Center? Yes. International Space Station. <laughs> Why did my brain just die there? <laughs> so a space movie next week. Right on. Science movie fiction. recommendations. I am going with other movies that made me feel anxious. Mother, exclamation point. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> You're like, stop it. Stop. Everybody stop it. Go out. Get Everybody get out of the room. It's really. Yeah, and not to be confused yeah. with the movie called Mother that has um, Debbie Reynolds and Albert Brooks in it. It's Nothing not that like one. that movie. This is Hunger Games Lady and 
Yes. It's got an exclamation point after it. So, and it's very... Darren Aronofsky yeah. directed. And the other one that makes you really anxious is Bo is Afraid. Oh, God, yeah. So if you want to feel like a real anxious afternoon, watch those two back to back. You'll probably need some... Uh, Vicodin or something at the end. <laughs> no, so like some gummies, <laughs> something to calm down. Yeah. And I also put a couple of other things. If you've not seen the TV show Ozark on Netflix, Julia Garner, superb performance in it. You should watch that. <laughs> also, Iron Fist with Jessica Henwick. She's brilliant in that too. Absolutely. So I'll give you four recommendations. There you go. Very nice. That's hot. Oh, that's a lot for you. Um, mine are going back to the 20th century. So from 1900 to 1999, pushing 2000, if you don't know what the 20th century is. These are all action slash adventure movies, not in any particular order. Grand Theft Parsons, which you really like. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Mm -hmm. For the Love of Benji, which I'm sure was very cute and charming. These are movies I've seen, but that doesn't mean I remember specifically babe which you claim to have never seen still never seen it so when i say that's enough pig that's enough you i like, say are you just you being mean? terribly rude to me calling me a pig <laughs> no i say that'll do pig that'll do you're not a pig it's about babe gulliver's gulliver <laughs> that'll be gulliver's travels gulliver oh my gosh why is my brain not working gulliver gulliver's travels <laughs> I don't know which one that is because I've seen uh, multiple versions of Gulliver's Travels. I have to. I would love to see a really good new Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not have you as the narrator for the movie. <laughs> I'm not doing it in a world of Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> and then the last one is Toys, which is Robin Williams. Yes. And it's odd and it's got a little bit of weird tension, but not this kind of tension. All right, Ace Scully stuff. I've been playing with some more emulation stuff this week. I found a new software. If you're really interested in emulation and emulating retro games from the 70s, 80s, 90s, there's a new piece of software called Retrobat. It's uh, free to download. It's actually free to use. There's no payment needed. Just go to retrobat.org and uh, you can download it. And what it is, is setting up emulators on a computer is a very tedious and difficult thing there's all kinds of things to deal with you got to put all the things in the right places what retrobat does is it's one executable that you run you install it on a usb key or a hard drive and it makes a folder it installs all the emulators you will need and all you have to do then is put your games in the folders that it tells you to and then everything works hmm. so it takes like all the really difficult configuration of making emulators work on your computer it throws all that away and basically you just put your games in the folders you press run and you'll get a menu with all your games on it and every game you click will work it'll find the right emulator find the right settings it just makes everything really easy so it's called retrobat it's a french program but there's an english version it works really perfectly you literally just install it Throw your games in, everything works. And if you want to make your own arcade machine kind of thing, it's the perfect interface to do it with. Sid Tart, what's for dinner? Tonight we'll be having pot pies. And we're telling you that because we're vegetarian and people seem to still be weirded out about people who don't eat meat. And we don't care what you do. You can eat your own foot if you want to. Mm. If you're going to eat someone else's foot. Make sure you get their permission. We don't care. Also, it's not if you're going to eat somebody's foot, make sure you use seasoning. <laughs> 
because they're pretty bland. <sighs> How do you know? <laughs> How would you know? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> that's some bad man behavior, eating someone's foot. I didn't even know that one existed. Yeah, so that's why I'm telling you we're having pot pies. They're plant-based. Mine is actually broccoli and cheese. We're not vegan because vegan is hard and it's a life philosophy. Look it up. It's not just like, oh, I don't eat meat and cheese and eggs and whatnot. We're not that. We just don't eat the meat part. And so mine is broccoli and cheese and yours is plant-based uh, meat stuff <laughs> and vegetables and whatnot. Plant-based meat stuff. Plant-based meat-ish stuff. I, don't, I wish we could just call something else. I mean, it's just delicious protein. vegetable protein. Yeah, mushroom and vegetable protein that's <laughs> flavored in a way that's pleasant to consume. I mean, that's it. All right, Sid. So what's your advice? And let's get out of here. I think my advice has already been covered. All right. But it's not advice. So my advice is not always advice. But I've been watching Bewitched recently, like all of Bewitched, because you got it for me. Yes. and. I know this because I said in the beginning, all my life I've been taught to put up with really bad behaviors for men's ego and they're delicate really and blah, 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 you know, and I'm watching Bewitched and I'm like, oh my God, it is like life lessons in how to put up with bullshit. <laughs> and even though I love it, don't get me wrong, I'm not slamming it. I'll still watch it all. And she's, it's amazing. I love it. But there's so much bad behavior in one episode of Bewitched, right? A comedy about a witch who's married to a dude and she promises not to be a witch. And then she is, of course, if you've never heard of it or seen it, or have you been? One of them is an abusive boyfriend of a woman. The woman moves to the house next door. She says, I had to move because he's, he's going to murder me. And then the, the laugh track goes off and she's like, he's going to murder me. <laughs> so I had to move here. And then the mover who helped her because her boyfriend was a famous football player, told him where she is. And then she's like, oh, no, he's going to come here. And then he's really hateful. He bounds down the door. He punches somebody in the face. And then it's like, oh, but, you know, he's trying. And then the story is to go back with the abusive boyfriend and everything's <laughs> fine and everything's cute and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, if you were absorbing that. Now, as a child, that didn't work on me because I was living a different life than that. Where I guess I learned not to forgive and let it go and all that stuff. I mean, it's also not my personality. But I thought, and then I think about all the TV shows and movies. And I listen to old radio shows as well. And while there's always a hint of strong, independent women, it's knocked back constantly by men's fragile egos, bullshit masculinity. The woman gives in in the end or loses or is murdered in the end, like for real. And, I just, and we're taught that, like, that's just how it is. That's the entertainment that we're taught. Right now we're living in a time when, okay, you might be listening to this in 100 years and you don't know what I'm talking about, but there's American football and one of the famous guys is dating a very famous young woman, Taylor Swift. And you have said that you've heard people say, this sport is for men. And now women are starting to watch it and ruin it for me. Yes. Because Taylor Swift is at the games or the story of their love story or whatever, because she's involved. And this is 2024. And that's still a thing. I mean, my goodness, right? It's really pathetic when you think about it. People don't want to think about it because it's kind of crushing and it seems hopeless. <laughs> but yeah, you get to, I don't know the other side. I don't know men, the man's version of this. So I would be interested. 
to hear a man tell me, yeah, but you know what I think about women is blah, 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 blah. I'd be interested because I don't, I'm not from that perspective, right? So I don't know the equal version from a male perspective on what he's supposed to accept or put up with or allow or succumb to in female behavior, right? I'd be interested, but it's really, and all of it's pathetic. All right. <laughs> That's it. That's the bottom. That's no advice You're all there. pathetic. Thank you. We are all pathetic. I'm, I'm not excluded from this. All right. Ascoli.com, also pathetic. No, it is not. And you are not. <laughs> you are awesome. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, also pathetic. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and YouTube. They're not pathetic, they're fine. You can also email me at ascoli.com. Do not email Sid Talk, she doesn't want your email. And stay classy, Ruth from Ozark. I want to see what you do next. And I'm going to say, as I always do, think for yourself. Because if you're not doing it, someone is clearly doing it for you. <laughs>